Thanks for the story, family. Thanks for checking in again. It's your boy Tim Snow, y'all. Coming straight out of Galveston County. And uh, I'm going to give you a good one right here. This is going to be the very first time and really only time I've ever just been knocked out cold in my whole life. So it's kind of a crazy story, man. It's really all my fault, too. So I'm going to tell you something. And, and the reason I'm doing this story, actually, too, because I know some of y'all seen it the other night. I did one called The Tongo Blast, The Outside Looking In. And I was really skipping ahead, okay, because a lot of people are misinterpreting things and not understanding how stuff works down here, out here, or whatever, you know what I mean? So I'm going to back up to one of the beginnings over here, to actually the very first time in my life I ever even found out what Tongo Blast was or U-Stone was and who taught me about it. So that's kind of what the story is about. And I was about 21 years old, just turning 21. Me and my ex-girlfriend went to a party. And at that party, we got into a big old fight, big rumble, all kind of stuff. And during that party, I got some uh, charges pressed on me that I was fighting. I said I was invited there, so it wasn't trespassing, it was self-defense, all types of things. It was my word against theirs, basically. And while that was going on, I was having to stay in the county jail, and I was fighting the charges. And I was waiting on the grand jury to come back. In Texas, the grand jury will either true bill you or no bill you. If they true bill you, then your case will go on to the courts. If they no bill you, then you pretty much go home and go free. So that's what I was waiting on, their decision. So as I'm settled into the county there for a few days by myself in a cell, waiting on a celly or something like that, the door rolls and I see, dang, they sent this cat from Texas City. I never really met him before. At that point, didn't know much about him except what I heard, and it was not even too much good. I always heard about him causing a lot of problems and... We dated some of the same chicks and stuff like that, so I really wasn't too sure, but his name was Rigo, and he was a gangster cat, you know what I mean? Uh, he's in TDC right now. Shout out to Rigo. Much love, man. Y'all find out later on in this story why I got a lot of love for the dude. So I'm sitting in my county jail cell. Here comes the door pop. Here he comes. At this time, like I said, I think I'm 21, and I only had a couple tattoos at that time, and he's walking in short real real stocky and just tatted up it was like he's been dead 20 years already or something you know what i mean so i speak to him tell him who i am uh, he tells me that he knows you know he's heard of me before i tell him i've heard of him and we uh start talking a little bit and he tells me that he's uh you stone blah 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 i really didn't know what it was i had to ask him what it was so that night he laced me all up you know he'd already been in prison for that night he laced me up on everything that they was doing you stone tango blast it's probably like year 2000, 2001, you know what I mean? So we were kicking it, riding it, having fun. Man, I had a bunch of commissary drinking. And that's when he told me he could tattoo. So it's like, well, okay, well, you know, I need me some tattoos, man. I, I really don't have too much. And in the county, it was popsicle stick tattoos, man. You literally take a popsicle stick and a staple. You sharpen the staple really tight, you know, really uh, sharp, and you tie it tight to the popsicle stick, and you just bam, 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 stab yourself. It takes forever, but he was actually really good at it. He could do two and three staples together, stagger them out, do shading and all kind of stuff. Dude was pretty talented, but anyway, so the whole time that me and Rigo were in there riding it out together, we really actually stuck real, real tight. You know what I mean? It was our first times ever just... Uh, Getting to know each other, we liked each other, we clicked tight, so we didn't mess with too many other people, you know what I mean? There's a couple of cats in there from Tech City, some Lamar cats, we would mess with them, but not on a day-to-day basis, you know what I mean? The whole time that me and Rico was in there riding it out, and we stayed in there for about three months at that time, 
there was a cat named Big Smurf from Galveston. Now listen, Big Smurf was young, man. He was like maybe even a year younger than us, man. But he was real big. And he was a terror. I ain't gonna know how Big Smurf would get in that cell and just beat up everybody back then. And he had a group of about maybe 10 or 11, 12 youngsters all from the little blood hoods over there in Galveston that were just doing whatever he said, man. So me and Rigo basically was locked in tight with each other. And they left us alone. They never bothered us, you know what I mean? So we kind of didn't bother them and let them do what they want to do. They White boys come in and take their shit, uh, weak maskings, whoever, just anybody, man. They were, that was some real boss hog shit, man. Shout out Big Smurf. You know you did that, boy. You was in control of that uh, B-pod back then, man. Much love. And this is how it's crazy, y'all. Later on in life, Big Smurf became one of my good friends, too, man. We uh, When I got out of the feds, me and Big Smurf was in the halfway house. And Big Smurf was bringing me, like, steaks and lasagna and all. Man, he was bringing me so much gourmet food and giving me money and stuff, man. That's how life comes in a full circle. But back then, nah, he was a terror, man. It was a little bit different, you know what I mean? But anyway, so... Me, me and Rigo rocked it out for a few months, man. We just minded our business, didn't really have no problems, didn't get no fights, nothing, man. And it was my day to go to court, and it was Friday morning, and I was in, man, I was anxious. I didn't know if I was going to get the no bill, the true bill. They want to offer me some time. I just didn't know what was happening. So, And I'm young, you know what I mean? Never been to prison yet, never been to state jail. So you can imagine how my nerves were. They pulled me out that morning kind of early and uh, take me to the court tanks, call them the bullpens. We're down there, I'm just kind of talking to everybody else down there, seeing what they got going on. A couple people I knew, chit-chatting, and bam, it's my time to go to court. When I go in, I don't even have to do nothing, man. My lawyers, like, congratulations, had me sign some papers and said I was no build on that. I said, oh, shit, I'm going home then. Oh, man, awesome. Sign the papers, and I go sit back down, shake his hand. Man, I paid, he was a paid lawyer, so he did his job, paid him, um... It was like 3000 or something like that back then. Anyway, you go sit back down, and I'm happy as hell. I'm fixing to go home, and usually when that happens, you go home on the same day. Like, they'll go tell the people, man, pack them up. He's going home, so I was elated. So here I come, listen, on my way back to the tank, y'all, to the B-part, old Galveston Jail. When I get in there, everybody's looking at me like, you know, Snow, what's up? What happened, man? What happened with the case? Like a damn fool, man. I just yell out, Hey, man, I'm going home, man. They no-build that shit. I'm going home. Then when I yelled that out, everybody looked at me like, Motherfucker, you're going home. Because none of them were going home. You know what I mean? I should have just came in there like, and just said, Yeah, bro, they no-build me. And just kept it quiet, man. Because when I came in there like happy, elated, it was like almost being disrespectful. I had that right to be happy. But it was disrespectful rubbing it in their face like that, man. So it was weird. And I didn't even realize what I was doing. I come down, talk to my Sally Rigo. You know, we making a little dinner and stuff. I tell him, man, I'm going home, fam. I'm going to leave everything here with you because we were racked up to the top. I say, everything I have is yours. You know, we've been rocking it this whole time. So he already knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? He expected it anyway, so no big deal. So look, as people are walking by, they're like, you really going home, Snow? I said, yeah. And they started asking me for shit. Like, hey, man, can I get a couple soups from you? Like, nah, bro, everything going to Rico. Here comes somebody else. Hey, Snow, can I get that shampoo from you? Nah, I'm sorry, everything's going to Rico. Two more minutes. Hey, Snow, can I get some shoes from you? Nope. 
And that shit happened so many times right then. Everybody just needed something because everybody was doing bad in there. And uh, I'm packing up shit, getting my everything ready, and telling Rigo, bye. I'm finna call me probably 5 o'clock, bro, and I'm out of here. And uh, about 5 o'clock come, they just don't even call me. Like, what the hell's going on? I didn't know what the fuck was happening. So this is crazy. I'm getting on the phone now. People are watching me, and they're starting to laugh. Like, oh, he should have been gone by now. They're knowing something's wrong, and I'm not leaving. I done talked all this shit, and I'm still here. So, uh, I'm like, fuck. When I'm calling the bail bondsmen, check it out, to ask them, do I still have any cases pending or whatever? Because they always answer the calls. I see my celly Rico run as fast as I as he can to the corner cell where you, where you fight. So I said, hold on, I'll call you back. Boom. I hung up the phone. I walked over there. I said, Rico, what's up, fam? What's going on? And he's in there pacing.